Hello and welcome to Kenyan Queer Questions. It's been a long time, hasn't it? <laughs> I'm Antonio Luich. I am Emma Reed, and we are glad to be back and sorry we missed you. We, we did, we did really miss you, but it has been quite an, quite an eventful couple of weeks, hasn't it? I think it's been a month. It has been a month. It's been a hard month yeah. for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're strong and at peace where you are at. Absolutely. And there's love around you. There is love around us. And, and to kick us off uh, this week, the first question we want to ask is, what does the Orlando shooting mean to the global LGBT community? Okay. For any queer person who's not come across this news and kindly don't assume everybody has, it comes from a space, especially if you are accessing the articles and the media, what it means that people who are gathered together and are queer and are celebrating and are looking forward to a month of pride can be attacked and killed in what we consider in the third world, the safety of the democracy of the United States. Mm. And it's very important that we do not isolate ourselves, especially when it comes to gay rights. And I feel that the globe has been very conscious of that. I have seen campaigns that have flown throughout over 200 different countries based on queer matters. And when Orlando shooting happens, it's not just an attack on people based on who they are. It's an attack of an existence that causes discomfort to not just homophobes, but tolerant people. And I think it's the high time we called people to their shit and help people understand that there's nothing like a better homophobe than the other. Indeed. Yes, because this is how extremity is born and brewed. When you decide that it's okay to be queer, but you make me a little uncomfortable. The other one decides, there's a gun here, I need to get rid of this filth that my God speaks of. We need to capture a language for this globe that has less hate, less heart, than we are making people assume there is. And that comes in our laws, that comes to how we interact with each other, how we love the people around us, and there are no words I would offer that would give solace much to anybody. Not at all. And I think that's it. That's I have it. none. It's, uh, what does it mean, really? There, there are so many, as you've very correctly brought up, there are so many layers mm-hmm. that we could actually discuss, we could, we could disseminate, we could yes. break the whole thing down to so many layers. But the one thing that is certain is that there was a lot of hate. There was a lot of hate. There still is a lot of hate. People are still being beaten. People are still being thrown out of their houses. But how do we fight this hate? How do we get rid of this hate? And, you know, my message has always been, and we held a a vigil for the people in Orlando, and the message has always been that love will always win. That is true. Love will always win. Um, People may not believe that, but that's the fact, that love always wins. Yeah, and it's understandable, even the frustration of how that doesn't look like a tangible result. Mm. It's frustrating to work for years to remind people 
that harming another human being doesn't elevate their existence, doesn't make them bigger or better. It just shrinks the accessibility to not just knowledge, but enjoyment of this life. Absolutely. It's, it's wrong, really. It's, it's really wrong for people to live in a society where it's okay for someone to just come with a gun and shoot you down because of something that you have no control over. It's just... It's a sad reality that we live in. It's sad. And for the lives lost, for anyone who might have lost somebody in there, regardless of this global loss we feel, our prayers are with you for those ones who left us. I hope we shine. You get to shine through us. Absolutely. I and, hope so. and you know what? Um, our prayers are with you, but we are also going to continue fighting. We're going to continue fighting for the for the rights that are due to us by virtue of being human. Yeah, and we're right. not going to stop. Yeah. yeah. So clearly, Pride this year was very shaped out by things we didn't expect. Indeed. And that will lead us to a first question that goes to Anthony. And the question is, do gay men feel a need to desexualize themselves for acceptance within the straight spaces they're in? Well, yeah, it, it depends on what space you're in. Yeah. Men do actually do that. We, we, we try and act less gay. We try and act a little butcher just so that we can be accepted by the people that we are uh, sitting with or engaging with or even in our workspaces and things like that. The reason for this is the stigma, the stigma and the discrimination that gay men face, uh, the stigma and the discrimination that people face in these countries, in these contexts. That's the reason why people have feel the need to desexualize themselves, to act a little less flamboyant. And it's brought in by societal attitudes towards us. It's brought in by religious attitudes towards us. It's brought in by culture and many other things that influence how people relate with each other. So can yes. I, can I throw in patriarchy, even if it's become my <laughs> second name now? <laughs> And patriarchy, of course. So, yeah, we do feel the need to desexualize ourselves. It's something that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. It shouldn't be happening, but we do not have the opportunity to exist in this, con in this country, in this context, mm. as true versions of who we are. Sad. It is. So sad. It yeah. is. And, and, you know, just, just to throw in another angle to sexualizing ourselves is why is slut shaming so prevalent in the community oh okay there was nothing funny there except for the voice in my head and i feel the same answer you've just given us applies to that too it's the need to police bodies mm. and to have our own thoughts of how people should act or conduct themselves. And also our narrative and fairy tales of what love looks like. That's how we end up feeling that our lovers or the people we care about are less valuable based on the accessibility to others. Forgetting at that point, we are taking away their right to choose. We are having opinions on things that don't even involve us in any way. <laughs> um, it's easier to, and I hate how accessible reasons for why somebody is less valuable or clean or those taint words that we throw in there so Indeed. that we can 
feel more comfortable with our hates. No, there's nothing that you will use to look at a person and feel they're less valuable than you are. That is right. And those are your own politics to work through. It's you to sit with yourself and understand what people choose to do with their bodies, fine. And you start that by making peace with your own body. Mm -hmm. You have been in all phases of life. You have been overly sexual. You've been... Ratchetness is not anything foreign for any human <laughs> being. Oh, sorry, virgins and, and, and children. I didn't mean to leave you out of that one. But <laughs> everyone else has been in a space whereby, and maybe we need to stop talking about it like it's an ailment. We need to understand sexuality and the development and awareness of ourselves is a power. It's not something to be ashamed of. If a person knows what they want and they get what they want, that is their ways of interaction and expression, the end. What I usually say is that uh, any way that you feel you are going to express yourself sexually mm-hmm. is right. It's, it's about you. As long as you're not hurting anyone else, as mm-hmm. long as you're not hurting children or hurting others or raping, as long yeah. as all that is not in the picture, yeah. then any way you want to experience yourself, explore your sexuality, enjoy sex, is fine. Feel free to do so. Yes. <laughs> okay, for most of Kenya, they, within the community, we are going through a space of confusion and pain, to be honest, based on an annual testing case and kindly follow up with research if you want to find out more about it. That was tabled on a Mombasa court on the testing of two queer men whether who were being tested to find out if they have had gay sex. The judge ruled last Thursday and expressed that the ruling was in favor of testing. Tony, kindly well, help is, us. It is a completely disgusting ruling. Um, that's the only word that, I, that comes to mind yeah. about that ruling. Saying that just to find out whether a person has had sex with somebody else, they're mm-hmm. going to be forcibly anally tested. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that test is going to show. It, it really angers me mm-hmm. that the court ruled that it's okay for these people to get their anuses tested mm-hmm. because it's not only a violation of their privacy, it's a violation of their own dignity. It's a violation. It's torture, basically. How would you feel if someone says, this is a court order, come, I'm going to poke and prod you in the ass? It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, somebody asked me a question. Is there a chance or a legal basis to have the judge go through a nanal testing first? So yeah. kindly. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Unless we suspect him of being gay. I suspect. You is that do. enough? <laughs> is that enough? So that maybe other people can get to understand that, first of all, the equation of anal sex to homosexuality is a dumb thought. Yeah. Most of this country wouldn't pass an anal test, regardless of your heterosexuality exactly. or homosexuality. Not many sexually active people can fully say that they would pass an anal test. And I hope... Like, can, this, can Kenyans wake up? Because who labels with gay and who isn't? Exactly. That has been the conversation forever. Yeah. This will, ha- will affect heterosexual persons too. This ruling is not just affecting gay people. As much as, yes, there were two gay men who were arrested, but the ruling itself, he says something about the mouth and the anus not being sexual organs. People here have lots of blowjobs. People have anal sex. And not just 
gay people, but the society in general. Mm. So it affects everyone. Everyone who is sexually active is affected by this ruling. What, when did we get here? And once more, may I help you understand? Yeah. That still lesbian women are not even good enough to be mentioned in any of this. And that's a good thing, mm. maybe. But still, if you're getting rid of homosexuality, are we just getting rid of men? gay men? <laughs> Is that the only thing that bothers Kenyans? And I would pick this moment to feel the insult of that. And the same narrative of women being insignificant is once more noted in a judicial ruling in Kenya. Exactly. When will we start checking ourselves? I think Kenyans need to wake up. We all need to wake up and see the effects of some of the rulings that are coming out of our courts, the effects of some of the utterances that politicians and judges and the religious leaders, yeah. all the utterances that they're making mm. will not only affect the gay community, but it affects the entire society. And we, really, people, 49 people can't be gunned down. And the same week, you decide to marginalize queer people more in Kenya. Mm. It's like shame on us, really. Shame on us. We're going to take a short break yes, on that yes. note. And uh, when we get back, we're going to be dealing with the issues. And we will be right back. Hello and welcome to Kenyan Queer Questions. My name is Uma Reed. I'm Anthony Luch. And we are back and with more positive energy, I hope, <laughs> or less anger and burn. Tony kicks us off on the segment. All right, so I'm going to ask you a question. Why are lesbians so obsessed with categorizing others? You are obsessed with categorizing others? As we were categorized most of our lives. It's, <laughs> it's how we were welcomed to this world. Yeah. And Come out of your mother and your first penis, mm-hmm. vagina. Vagina, yeah. and you better live true to that. Then yeah. you turn up not to look like that or behave like that. Oh, and then you're reminded you're called a lesbian or told, because most of us never knew before we were told. Yeah. But there's no point of using the same tools that marginalizes on other people. The question and the ask of the question was playing with thoughts of the need for lesbians, because that's the word he used, uh, to protect or keep their spaces purely on 
female basis and not and not just female but also lesbian only species leaving out a whole group of other minorities that fall under our sexual minority and gender identity spectrums mm. and also blocking out a lot of conversations for example gender nonconformity yeah. trans issues mm. for example bisexuality these are matters that seem to anger and maybe that's the only thing that I might agree with this person about. They seem to anger the queer woman more than the other oppressions that actually intersect us all as minorities. Right. And sometimes maybe no kind of intolerance should be allowed, mm -hmm. but sometimes I understand the fact that we live in such a testosterone filled space, especially within urban spaces in Kenya, mm -hmm. and the need to feel safe has meant an elimination of that which is not like you. Right. And that might not be the way to change thoughts in that if we isolate ourselves, other persons who might think the same, people who are even invested or might articulate our issues better or at least be resources in our struggle are left out. And this goes down to the community in the point of butch femme and how uh, categorizing each other based on what you are in bed and how you are in bed and assuming things out of these categories like who is the provider who is the protector who is the submissive ones all these narratives escape me a lot as <laughs> until you might know as a friend yeah. i i don't see them and maybe that's a space of privilege whereby i have managed to understand i have so many selves within me mm. that intersect with so many people who might not even be queer. And I have gained and loved from that kind of space and that has grown me as a human being. And if we were to go back to that, the basics, you're a human being. If people, and if we want to preach this love, if we want to make this difference, it won't be done alone and it won't be done without tapping into the connections we hold. And maybe it's time we stopped leaving something we want to present, but also live in a way that is productive and not just hide and think in our corners, but still that is not to lose sight and to encourage the growth of female spaces, the empowerment of women. But the need to protect that doesn't mean an elimination of others Absolutely. or alienation. Oh, that, that's quite deep. I, I think the one thing that stood out for me really was getting back to basics. Yeah. G getting back to who we are, mm. which is basically we are all human beings. Yeah. And all these other labels that we put on ourselves, all mm. these categories that we box ourselves in, yeah. are just a part of who we are. True. But the main point there is that we are all human beings. We breathe, oh. we matter. <laughs> Even when we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two, or seven. I don't know where we are oh, at. Yeah. <laughs> this one goes to Tony. Yeah. Um, kindly address the relation between gazing, that's the word, and pedophilia. First of all, <laughs> gazing is not a word. I couldn't say this over and over and over again. No. Gazing is not a word. No. Let's, let's start there. Yeah. So homosexuality and pedophilia. We've seen people and saying gay people are like pedophiles or gay people are pedophiles. And that, that connection between homosexuality and pedophilia. Mm. So I'm just going to break it down. Okay. Homosexuality. 
is about your sexual orientation. It's about who you're going to build your life with if you are allowed to. It doesn't matter whether it's a man or a woman or two men or two women, you know. It's who you are emotionally and sexually attracted to. That's sexual orientation. That's what my being a gay man is. It doesn't mean anything else but that. Now, pedophilia. Um, uh, from psychology, yeah. pedophilia is a sexual disorder. It's still classified as a sexual disorder of people who are attracted to minors. Minors. Yeah. So how how then is my homosexuality and a mental disorder where people are attracted to minor related? Because there are gay men who are mm-hmm. pedophiles. Yeah. There are straight, straight men, men who, who are, are pedophiles. In fact, most of the attacks that we've seen, that we hear about in the news, yeah. are of straight men yeah. molesting young girls. Yes. You know, straight women molesting young boys. Yeah. So where is the connection there? I, I, it, it really angers me when people say, ooh, gayism, pedophilia, gayism, and pedophilia, or it, it really angers me because there is no connection. In fact, we are the first people who will tell you that any person who touches a child should be thrown in jail. And that still sticks. As a mother, especially, there is zero way we'll ever get out of the ugliness that is anybody who molested a child or molests a child. And understand, sexual disorders are illnesses. And that's the difference of sexual orientation and the disorder. It's a problem that needs help, that needs treatment that needs correction whatever it is that is necessary should be done and if in africa we are looking for context of who pedophilias are and the other people we need to victimize mm. it's not gay people it's not gay people. especially in this culture whereby we hold stories women's bodies in this country are holding stories of their uncles and their fathers those are the pedophiles we should be talking about exactly stop acting like when you're sitting in the family meeting that didn't happen we all know and before you attack queer people, can you get rid of that person who the family is trying to be to protect, which is the solution to every case I've seen since I was a child? Yeah. Nobody wants to go to court. No, the sanctity of our name. What nonsense. So now we are going to shit on a name that doesn't belong to us because it's foreign, yet it's the children we are birthed that have done nothing wrong. You as a parent of a queer child, especially queer children, Yeah. They're the easiest target to be molested. Indeed, we are. As a parent, you need to watch out for the people who are running around on that boyish daughter of yours who is always too comfortable with boys. These, they're the ones who will hold their stories like the boys are told to. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the... I'm sorry. It is. It is <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really insulting when, yeah. you, when you take a person's existence, take, take a person's innermost identity yeah. and compare it to something else incredibly evil. How, how is my homosexuality? You know what? Uh, that's the link. That's the link and that's we've broken link. it down. Mm-hmm. And to end, us, uh, to end this session, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a final question. What is revolutionary love? You know, I am part Kikuyu, so that has been... <laughs> it, it was really difficult for me to, I had to practice... I had to practice over and over again. What is revolutionary love? 
and my tongue is strongly kikuyu <laughs> she doesn't say with any one of us so anybody else outside kenya bear with us yes. kenyans you're used to this so revolutionary love is the concept of a gay love whereby within society and how we interact in our connection with others in where we eat where we go to every day interaction all we do is offer love when you meet a person it's to think from a space of love when you converse with others it's to do that from a space of love when you look at others it was to do just that and it has been a conversation since 2008 after the first article was written and theorized on what it looks like and the idea was that is the one way to get this social change we are fighting for if at all a person who is marginalized somewhere and going through i let me take this moment to shed light on this um last week while i was going two weeks ago when i was going through the all the emotion that is the Orlando killings i got through some articles because i was looking for context in african thoughts and what i found was a killing of 86 children by boko haram in nigeria and this is news that many africans seated he- here right now listening have no idea about and it was bombing of villages mm-hmm. and understand this is the numbers of children meaning that one thing in african culture we will count as lies is kids yeah. if at all we are to think of each soul being part of us each human being being as one of us there is uh, there's a few people who try to f- bring up quotes that can capture this better and one says that if we would understand that all we have within us and that fire that's within us that you feel when you're silent and you observe yourself in is just love and at some point it's hard to feel it sometimes it's covered with a vessel of protection based on all the pain we've gone through and all the hurt we've gone through and everything else we've been taught that isn't right or different from us. Yeah. The day that opens, you feel people's pain regardless of who you are. You'll walk around Nairobi and when that man tries to make a conversation with you about those 20 shillings, even if you have no 20 bob to give him as he's claiming for his fare, you will offer him love and you don't know how far that goes and the difference and the beauty that this world will be okay i'm philosophizing a lot but that's what revolutionary love it looks like it is beautiful yeah and it's beautiful and it's a thought that we could use from our own self and our private lives first you have to learn to practice it within yourself you have to hold the people in your life especially they be friends colleagues or family you need to learn to love them with all honesty and it doesn't mean mushy romantic beautiful love mm. no it means where you can help you do what is right you say you're responsible as a human being in existence to throw love and to also call out against what is love how you love your friends how you think of the people in your life let's not consider love what is romanticized only because that's why we start thinking it can't work for this world Wow. That is revolutionary love. <laughs> It's absolutely beautiful. You know, I I've heard this concept said yeah. before, but never really understood what it was. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank. Okay, so first of all, we are so sorry for the low energies of this podcast and the darkness within it, but 
it's the nature of our environment and our situation at the time. Absolutely. It's a time whereby queer people are scared and are running home as quick as possible before the neighbor decides Orlando is him this time. Mm. And we would love you to know you're not feeling alone. We'd want you to know that anything that can be done, we hope we can do and keep sending in your questions. Go to the Kenyan Queer Questions page on Facebook and on Twitter and we are getting on every other social media very soon and throw in your questions. Ask us anything you want to ask us. It doesn't even have to be tailored around what is queer. We need to open ourselves up to conversations about everything, including the Maputo Protocol that's about to be tabled on 10th July. (laughs) Yeah, the African Commission. So follow up up on that on social media. And our last gift will be me invading Tony's life and getting an answer about something. So Tony, yeah. This week, (laughs) or this time on this podcast, kindly tell us, when you go to the supermarket and you want to buy a drink, what do you buy? Coke. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one time I wish I'd asked him before. Our podcast is out. We love you queers everywhere and I hope (laughs) you're warm and you're safe and I really wish you love from where I'm at. And I wish you keep smiling. (laughs) Just keep smiling. As much as we are going through a lot of hate and torture and pain just keep smiling you should see Emma's face right now she's smiling away and I'm loving it because it, it makes me feel warm inside so keep smiling we love you all and we'll see you again next week be safe and let's reduce the hate bye bye